0: today's episode, we're going to talk about letting go of the artist ego. So what does that mean? How can you do it? And how will it benefit you in making money with your art? Welcome to Make Money With Your Art. I'm your host, BJ Dell. I'm a freelance artist who took creating art as a hobby and turned it into a full-time business that brings in six figures a year. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you what I've learned along the way to help inspire and motivate other artists like you. So if you want to learn how to turn your creative passion into a successful online business, keep listening. Welcome back to an all new episode of make money with your art The first episode in two weeks. Uh, like I said, in the last episode, I was going to take a week off. So there was no new show last week. No, you guys didn't miss anything, uh, but actually just need to take a week off, uh, actually turned into a week and a half to do some home renovation stuff that's been on the list forever and got all that done. So back at it today having a week and a half off though it was weird. I've uh, been at this grind now building the business for years. And I can't even tell you the last time that I took a week off, let alone a week and a half. And of course, wasn't filled with, you know, rest and relaxation like a vacation would normally be because doing the home renovation stuff, we worked daily from sunup till way past sundown. So, wasn't that resting, but it was kind of nice not having to to record and to do YouTube videos and to draw, so it was at least a little break there, but back at it today. Uh, Another note to throw out there, one thing that I did get in during the week and a half off was I ordered a Rode, Rodecaster podcast mixing board, which I'm using today to record this. So an all new setup, I was using the Zoom H6 before, so probably going to be a little bit of a growing pains with this, trying to figure the ins and the outs with this. Uh, If you're a tech junkie like me, I'm sure that you can understand just how much torture it was to have this arrive the day that we started on the house stuff and just let it sit in the box for an entire week and a half, not get it out, not play with it, not toy around with it, Uh, but eventually did last night, got the firmware updated and everything hooked up. So once again, new recording session here, so things might be a little wonky. I'm not sure, but hang in there with me and we'll get it all sorted out. In addition to that, I've said in previous episodes, too, that I usually sit down on the weekends and kind of map out the upcoming show, do some show notes, get some bullet points down. But with the week and a half off, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to do that this time. I'm just going to hop in and start recording on Monday. So if this sounds a little bit more rambling than usual, I apologize. But I guarantee you, I did not take a fistful of Adderall and just decide to start recording today. That's not the case. So it might be a little bit more rambling than usual. But hang in there with me, because today we're going to talk about the artist ego how you can let go of it, why you should not have that ego and how it can benefit you with making money with your art. So let's start out. What is the artist ego? So the way that I see it, honestly, there's two different sides to this, two different ways that you should think about it. And the first one, it's kind of having your name tied to your work, having your work tied to your name, and just feeling that that's the most important thing ever. And then the second one is once you're at a level that maybe you're making money with your art or you've hit that professional level is when you start to kind of look down on others and you don't really have any compassion left because you made it. So those are the two sides to it. So let's talk about it starting out with the first one. And as I approach this, honestly, this is going to be more of kind of a mindset and how you should look at things, how I look at things. This might not work for you. It might not be the approach that you want to take. It's not for everyone. And the reason why I take this approach, the reason why I want to tell you about my approach to this is just because it has worked for me. I struggled for years, like I talked about in previous episodes of trying to make something happen with my art. You know, I was like I talked about was in retail management for over 20 years. And just was so like dead set on making a career out of art and felt like that's what I should be doing, and tried just so many different ways to approach it. And a lot of it had to kind of uh, deal with this ego, this artist ego that is put out there by a lot of artists. And they say that this is the way that you become a successful artist. This is the way that you should approach it. And this is the way that you get your foot in the door. And I tried that for years and years and years, and it didn't work. And when I kind of switched my thinking, when I switched my viewpoint about what was actually important, what the end goal was, it changed everything for me. And that's kind of what I wanted to share with you guys today and that whole mindset. So number one, like I said, the artist. This ego having your name tied to your art basically with this you want to be known for your artwork when somebody looks at your art they think of you when they think of you they think of your art. And you want that just the affirmation or maybe the fame that comes with that. And of course, nowadays, this is really tied into like we talked about before with, are you going to pay your rent with likes? It's tied into the whole social media machine. And I see so many people that build their self-worth off of how many followers they have or how many likes their last Instagram post got. And in the whole grand scheme of things, is that really bringing in money? Is that helping you make a career from you know, your artwork, are you making money with your artwork because of the followers and the likes that you get? And usually the answer to that is no. We talked about in that episode about the, uh, the girl in the case study who had, what was it like 1.2 or 2.2 million followers and launched her merch brand of t-shirts. And she needed to sell, what was it? 36 to get the brand even printed. And she couldn't even sell 36 and she had over a million followers. So once again, just having those followers does not mean that you are automatically going to be able to monetize anything that you put up to your audience. Um, I know this is going to be hard for some people to swallow because they've been told this over and over again that, you know, they need to get out there. They need to get that exposure. You need to get your name known. You need to get that huge internet following. And for me, that's just not the case. I know for some people, too, it's the fact of tying that ego into being able to have a job title based around an art career. So, you know, they can say that, oh, I'm an art director for such and such company or, you know, I work for this uh, film studio or this game studio or this book publisher. And they're once again, their self-worth or I guess what they think other people are going to think of them is tied into that. And for me, once again, I I have no importance built around this. Uh, It actually drives my wife nuts. One of my favorite things to do when we meet new people uh, or, you know, get introduced to someone that we don't know, the talk eventually comes to, oh, where do you work at? And my favorite thing to do is tell people, Oh, I, I don't, I don't work anywhere. I don't have a job. And of course it's not completely true, but just being able to say that is just awesome. Uh, I know most people would cringe because they want to say like, Oh, well, I'm the art director for X, Y, Z games, you know, and they think that that would just wow people. And personally, I, I'm not trying to impress anybody. And it's just so much fun to say, Oh, I don't work anywhere. I don't have a job. Uh, and then, seeing their face either drop or just seeing the uncomfortableness of the situation or seeing them kind of walk away from the conversation of course eventually i'll dive into it a little bit more and tell them okay well i don't technically you know work anywhere but i do a lot of online stuff and i'm an artist and i create stuff i'm a content creator uh tourists you know most people just want to be like ah oh, i'm an artist and, and say it like that, which I think sometimes can come off pretty pretentious. And of course the whole starving artist thing on top of that, just by saying you're an artist, a lot of people are going to assume, okay, well you're a starving artist. So like I said, just one of my favorite things, my wife absolutely hates me for it, but I don't tie myself worth into being able to tell people that, you know, I have a certain job title. Uh, likewise with the whole social media stuff, I don't tie my self worth into that. Uh, let go of the artist ego as far as it's concerned with that as well. A perfect case for this. If you pull up my Instagram, which I'm going to do right now so I can know exactly what I'm talking about. So let's pull it up here. If you pull up my Instagram, the majority of my stuff that's posted isn't even artwork or if it is, it's based on YouTube content. So the first thing, uh, number one, I don't post a lot, uh, The first one that I had was actually posted back on July the 3rd, and today's, what, July 27th. So I haven't even posted on Instagram in 24 days. But that was a screenshot of a YouTube thumbnail. The next one up was a screenshot of a podcast thumbnail. Next one was a YouTube thumbnail, podcast thumbnail. And then artwork that I did for the podcast, Tell Them Steve Dave. Uh, Once again, YouTube and the podcast. And then the artwork then past that is basically artwork that's based on any of the tutorials that I've done for YouTube. Uh, If you look at my Instagram page, you would think that I don't draw a whole lot or that I only draw stuff that's based on the videos that I do. And that's really not the case at all. So I think it would surprise a lot of people if you saw just the sheer amount of content that I've created in the past year, year and a half that I haven't even put out there. Once again, it's not important for me to get those followers or those or those likes on Instagram based around my artwork. Uh, We've talked about in previous episodes, once again, all of the stuff that I create is niche based. We've talked about how important, you know, targeting in on a niche is doing that niche research and really designing for that targeted customer, that targeted buyer. That's really what I build all my designs around. And that's why I don't put them on my Instagram. I don't put them on my Twitter. I don't share them on Facebook is because they aren't made for that. Quote unquote, general consumption. They aren't made for Instagram. They're made for a specific niche. Uh, We've talked about before, too, people stealing artwork. So why put up something that somebody's going to steal and try to sell? Uh, Likewise with that too, even if they don't steal it, I've done a lot of time doing niche research. So if I would post something based around, you know, a, a top selling niche or just a specialty one that I've kind of pinpointed due to my research, it's really giving away that research for free and saying, here, this has been successful for me or I've pinpointed that this will make sales and then people are just gonna steal those ideas. So that's why for me, it's more important to actually make stuff For that audience rather than my Instagram audience, because that's the stuff that's going to bring in money. That's the stuff I'm going to be able to sell. Talking about the niche too. I mean, once again, this is that reoccurring theme of the podcast. Like I've talked about before, if you guys haven't listened to all the episodes, definitely start back with number one. Make your way through because I'm building on a lot of these principles and philosophies that we've talked about in the previous ones. We'll come back to a lot of them as we go along further into it. And just nowadays with everything that's out there, with you know, merch and Kindle Direct Publishing or KDP. You've got Redbubble, Tee Public, Creative Market, Etsy. We've talked about all these before, but there's so many different available streams of income out there. There's, there's so many different avenues that you can take to monetize your artwork that I really think that... Letting go of that artist's ego as far as having your name tied to the work is going to make you a ton of money. And I tell you this because, like I said, I, I went through that struggle before of always trying to make something happen, to make a career out of this. And I took that advice of everybody that's that's in the field or that's giving, you know, these little facts and, and principles and things that you can use. But it's the same stuff over and over again. And it's the same people doing the same things, having the same jobs. And I think with me, I've really been able to identify a different way of, you know, monetizing my artwork and making a career out of it using these different platforms, these different streams, and kind of approaching stuff like most artists don't approach it. Uh, there's a lot of people doing, you know, Merch by Amazon, KDP, all these different platforms that have success with it that aren't even artists. And I think the reason behind that is, is because they have more of the the business acumen. They've got more of that uh, web commerce kind of mindset, and they've built up stuff over the years to kind of build up that that idea and that approach to things that artists don't really see right off the bat because they've been told you know, time and time again by so many different people that this is the way that you have to do it to to make money. And I don't think that's the case at all. So that's why this podcast exists, is to just give you guys a different viewpoint. So let's talk about then part two of letting go of the artist's ego. And that, like I said, is the fact of looking down on others, maybe not having compassion as you move into the field of becoming more of a professional or doing it as a career. And this one just really drives me nuts to be honest with you. i talked about before too, in previous episodes, how important it is to give more than you take. And like I've said, this is why I do this podcast. This is why I do the YouTube videos is I feel like I've got some information to share. I struggled for years once again, and you know, just couldn't make it work. And now that I finally have I really feel like I'm in a position that I can give back to the community and maybe help other artists that aren't quite there yet and don't know what the next step is. Or they've tried all of the different advice from all these different artists and just don't actually see any progression or anything changing. So hopefully with this, I can give you a, a little bit different of a viewpoint. Uh, but it's funny that I was coming up with the idea of this episode. And like I've said before, I've had four months worth of episodes basically titled in my notes. So I know what every episode is going to be. And I knew this was the next one. And just the timing was pretty funny because there was actually a a Twitter thing that blew up earlier in July that I knew this one, this episode was coming up down the line. And it really tied into this in talking about exactly what I'm mentioning here about not looking down on other people and using compassion and, and giving more than you take. And with this one, I'm not going to name the, the actual Twitter user with this, but it was an artist on Twitter that made the, the tweets or the comments. Some of you are going to get real angry at me about this and will likely twist it into a well-salted pretzel, but eff it. Some of you aren't being commissioned or noticed because your skills aren't where they need to be. So with this, I thought it came off pretty just curt and rude to where it could have been approached vastly, vastly different. Uh, This person is in the industry and could have a lot of information that I think could be valuable to people, but instead took the just, I'm just telling you, you're not getting work because your work sucks and that's it. And there was a lot of backlash. This person got a lot of hate online, which I understand where this person was coming from to a point. But at the same time, it could have been dealt with a lot differently. Uh, It could have made a real impact on other people, on other artists that are struggling to find kind of their footing, to find how this all ties together, how to get better, how to get you know, if the, in this case, they're looking for commissions. But instead, like I said, they just went that route of kind of being rude about it. And, of course, it was met with hate. And then other artists jumped in to kind of side with this person say, hey, I know where you're coming from. These people just they're not willing to, to take a step back and look at themselves and critique their artwork. And they're part of the problem, not you. And seeing it as this line drawn in the sand where it was maybe the up and comers on one side and then the professionals on the other just really made everybody look bad as far as, you know, being in that position to help. And they didn't take that except for one One person did actually start a crazy thread and it it was such a long thread. It was one of those ones where you have to actually go in and number the posts so people can follow because there's so many different points to it. Uh, But a lot of it was just talking about, once again, growing your audience, how to do that, how to get exposure. And like I said, this is the same information that's being told over and over again. And I don't really understand it. Uh, Just flipping through some of her stuff right now. Let me click down here. Uh, Her first point, are followers important? Yes and no. Followers don't always mean opportunities or jobs, but followers do bring in many eyes, some that may bring in opportunities and jobs. Then she went into how to gain a following. What does skill have anything to do with this? What if I'm already skilled enough? And then how to get jobs. And then she also posted a companion thread on rates and commissions. So clicking over to the the companion thread here, it started to say, and of course, it's not loading right now. Let's try this again. There we go. And it's not even loading. It was loading earlier. Now the threads and the tweets aren't loading. Uh, But basically, she went down the the list of the different companies that you could work for in the industry, talking about film companies or game companies, and the the game side of it. Then being a uh, vis dev for game companies, starting out, the pay was going to be in between like forty and sixty for entry level, and then mid level was I think sixty to 75 or 80. And then the senior management was going to be 100 to 120 K plus. And that's what you could expect from game companies. And for me and where I've built the business, and I've talked about it before, uh, you know, I've built my stuff up way past that. And it's crazy, once again, just to see a person that's trying to help here and giving people tips about how to get your foot in the door and how important it is to, uh, you know, start a, a following it's important, but not important, but it can lead to stuff. And then how important it is to, uh, you know, connect with people through LinkedIn and put a name out there for yourself with that. Once again, it's just kind of drives me nuts a little bit because everybody's offering the same advice on how to get the same jobs and nobody's approaching it from the different way that I am. And I think that's where there's a lot of people failing and feeling like they're not good enough. And it leads to this depression. Like I've talked about before and just feeling like I'm never going to do something when there's so many different routes out there to where you don't have to rely on quote unquote, a gatekeeper, as it is in this case, the gatekeeper being, you know, the HR department or the art director who's going to hire you in, you can just decide to make stuff and post it. And as long as your niche research is on point and your stuff is, you know, designed pretty decent, it doesn't have to be top notch. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm not the best artist out there. There's so many artists that are so much better than I am. Uh, The lady that made that thread so much better than I am. This other commenter so much better, and I'm I'm okay with saying that. I'm cool with saying that. But at the same time, that's what I'm telling you: is you don't have to be the best in the field to make a decent living with your art. You just have to know how to apply it to different areas that other people aren't looking at. And we've talked about that before with the different print on demand companies and you know putting out stuff and content youtube and creative market etsy once again all those different places Uh, and then with both of these though talking about commissions i've talked about that before as well with commissions is i don't do commissions i don't do client work and for somebody in the field and somebody that that does this professionally to say you're not getting commissions and this is why this is why I get commissions is because my artwork and my skill level is better than you. I, I just don't get that. Like I've talked about, I don't do commissions. I don't do client work. I don't have time for them. How these people have time, I don't understand. And more importantly, why they would want to do commissions, why commissions are the be all end all. The, the, the key is that I've talked about before is you draw something for a commission one time and then you send it off to the, the person that commissioned it and you're done. You spent all that time drawing one illustration for a one-time payment and that's it. And with the way that I do stuff through the different streams of income that I have, it's something that I make once I scale it to different designs and then also just sell it repeatedly. It's a passive income. It's a perpetual income and it's working. Like I've said before, in some of my stuff about scaling, it's working smarter and not harder. And perfect example of this is, uh, the vacation work vacation, I guess, if you want to call it, uh, with the home renovation stuff we did a week and a half, I didn't draw, I didn't do YouTube videos. I didn't do a podcast. I didn't do anything at all. Work related, absolutely nothing. And I still brought in every single day, money, money, every single day, the, the week, week and a half, I made a substantial amount of money just from all of the different streams of income that I have out there on the internet. And if you are, you know, a person that's looking as commissions as a way to, to feel successful and to, to feel like you're, uh, you know, you've made it as an artist and you've got just all these people clamoring for your stuff. Once again, you're going to have to be drawing that stuff every single day. And if you stop a day, you're not going to have any money for that day. And it was just such a great feeling uh, just having that week and a half off and still knowing, okay, We can take the time to do this. We've been wanting to do this, but I've still got a steady stream of income coming in. So seeing stuff and people talk about commissions just makes me crazy that, you know, people would put so much worth into that when it's really just going to be something that you've got to grind at constantly. I grind constantly just because I want to make more stuff that I can have out there. Once again, just for that perpetual passive income, I I don't do it because I have to, I do it because I want to have more and more of it in, in the wild, in the market. And that's why it's not because I need to generate that to generate income. The income's already coming in. It just adds to what I've already got. So, That's basically it for the artist ego. Hopefully you guys found this a little informative. Like I said, it's not for everybody. I know some people will definitely approach this and and say, okay, this isn't for me because I'm not going to feel successful. I'm not going to feel like I've made it as an artist. Uh, I know some people too are gonna think, okay, if I'm just designing for a niche or I'm designing for a specific customer that I don't really have interest in myself and if I'm not putting my name to it, I'm gonna feel like a sellout. And I know that's thrown around a lot with people doing print on demand and artists kind of shying away from it because they feel like they're a sellout. And for me personally, being in that grind of the retail management for the 20 years that I was, I wanted out so bad that I feel just so happy and so grateful that I'm able to sit and draw and do what I love. I don't have to go into a job anymore. I don't have to leave the house if I don't want to. I can just sit at my desk in my studio all day and draw. And even if it's not the specific stuff that I like to draw or that I wanna draw, just the fact that I'm able to do that for a living is just the most awesome feeling. So if that's something that's holding you back, really, I would recommend you just taking a step back and saying, okay, would I rather sit and draw stuff that I really don't like to draw, but everything I draw, I'm drawing for me, I'm gonna make money off of it. Or do I wanna go to this job that I hate? Likewise, if you wanna get a job in the art field, would you rather go into a company, go into an office job and sit and draw something for them that once again, you don't own, Yeah, you're sitting there drawing or would you rather sit and draw stuff for yourself that you're able to make money from, you know, at your house that you're able to do that exact same thing at home? Are you feeling more like a sellout one way or the other? I mean, that's up to you, but for me, it's something that that I love, that I'm thankful for every day. And like I said, I just want to put this information out there to you guys so you can maybe change your outlook on things. I'm not a guru. I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but at the same time, hopefully you guys can kind of see I'm not offering any courses. I'm not making any claims that need to be backed up because I'm selling you a a $99 a month product or I want you to buy this crazy three-week course. It's nothing like that. It's just really hoping that I can put out some information into the world that can help you guys change your lives. So that's why I do it. Hopefully you guys appreciate it. That's it for today's episode. Uh, Next week, I usually tell you at the end of the episode what next week is going to be. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what next week is going to be. Uh, I've got, like I said, four months of show notes written down and I'm not even 100% sure which one I'm going to go with. So it's going to be a surprise. That's why you got to tune in next week. Hey guys, really quick too. I wanted to mention, I know at the end of every episode during the outro, I talk about leaving a rating and a review for the show on wherever you listen to podcasts at and going forward, wanted to do something new. It's something that a lot of my favorite podcasts do and wanted to start it here as well. And they'll basically take a review from a listener and read it at the end of the episode. So if you guys possibly want to hear your review read on an upcoming episode, definitely hop on, leave a rating and a review. Review. And today's review comes from RoboBug on Apple podcast and RoboBug says my new favorite podcast five stars by far the best information I could have asked for in regards to making a living doing art, especially with making art without having to make it for some other company short, simple episodes that I learned something from every time I listen to them. So that is a review from RoboBug. Thanks so much for leaving that. Hopefully you guys will do the same and you can possibly hear your review on an upcoming episode. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Just want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you gained some valuable information that you can apply to your own art business. If you want to check me out online, here's where you can find me, and I'll go ahead and link all these in the show notes as well. So I've got a YouTube channel called Let's Draw with BJ Dell, where I post drawing tutorials and digital art how-to videos. If you want to hop on over there, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so you can get notified when I post new videos. My website is bjdell.com. You can check out some of my artwork over there. Plus there's a contact form where you can send me any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at BJ Dell. And last but not least, I have a private group for artists over on Facebook called Keep Creating a Learn, Draw, Share Art Community, where you can share your art, get feedback, and just meet some really cool, supportive people. So really want you guys to be a part of that as well, too. So hop on over there and join the group. Once again, thanks for listening. And if you could, do me a favor and leave a review for the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, and definitely share it with a fellow artist if you think they would enjoy it. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep creating.